following is a paid program on 600 WREC. Good morning, Memphis, and welcome to our internet listeners and podcast listeners across the 50 states. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm your host, Joe Garner, Mortgage Loan Officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Our general topic is champion homebuyer strategies, getting your offer accepted without overpaying for the home. Subscribe to get our weekly blog post and our podcast at jogarner.com. Call us while we're live today, April 3rd, 2021 at 901-535-9732. Hey, you know who's in the studio now. Well, there's two parts to our show today. One part is how to get your home purchase offer accepted in a competitive market. The other part is how not to overpay for your house when there are other contenders. Appraiser Tom King will be weighing in with his insights into our local real estate value trends. We're broadcasting out of Memphis, Tennessee. I'll be sharing uh, stories from customers who have championed the seller's acceptance of their home purchase offer and managed to get the home at a reasonable price. Our expert real estate appraiser, Tom King, of course, is back in the studio. Tom, has been appraising homes in the Mid-South for over 40 years. He has seen many real estate trends come and go and then come back again. So, Tom, I know you have your finger on the pulse of what is happening in our local real estate market today. You have a pretty good idea of what we can expect in the coming months, too, that uh, you'll be sharing later in the show. So take a moment. Tell us, our new listeners, a little bit about yourself and what you do for your clients, Tom. All right. Good to be here. My name's Tom King. I'm a real estate appraiser in the Shelby County area of uh, Tennessee. I do residential appraisals in Shelby, Tipton, and Fayette County. And Joe, it's just been amazing to see what's going on in this market. Um, people are refinancing uh, to get the lower rates, and um, the the demand for homes has just been unbelievable. Uh, values are going up. It's like it's for the first time I'm marking on my appraisal that there is an actual shortage of homes in the market. And whenever you change those boxes uh, from shortage or increasing values, stable values, uh, that triggers a whole lot of things. And and in this case, it's all good. So uh, uh, that's what's happening in the market. Demand is just unbelievable. Uh, What people are doing to get a house is... is, (laughs) is beyond what, you know, three years ago we were saying, uh, you know, you may want to increase, go above the list price to put some closing cost in or something like that. And now the listing price is the starting point. (laughs) Well, we've got some uh, very smart strategies to share with you today about how to avoid overpaying for a home. Uh, But uh, let's, let's start out with how not to overpay for a home. No one I know has a crystal ball. I mean, we can't see into the future completely, but I know plenty of people who study the history of our real estate market and are pretty good at determining where the trends are taking us. As your lender, I'm encouraging the aspiring homebuyers to create your realistic budget, your personal realistic budget. Block out a couple of uninterrupted hours or more to review the last three to at least three to six months bank statements, credit card statements, and your income deposits. Keep in mind some of your expenses that are like once or twice a year, like insurance or car tags, things like that. 
you're going to be shocked. I mean, really shocked at how much you spend on stuff that you could get cheaper somewhere else or that you don't even need at all. Make a list of what you spend on stuff you need, another list for stuff you want, and a list of stuff that you don't need to be buying at all. Calculate your income, and now you are ready to decide the maximum amount you could comfortably pay for your mortgage payment. Now, don't, I mean, don't trust the mortgage office or software. I mean, you got this is a personal decision for you. Some financial advisors suggest keeping that total house note with the taxes and insurance association fees under 33% of your gross income. Better to even get it below that. They advise that total debt, including that new house note, and all your, like your car payment, minimum uh, payments on credit cards, um, other student loans, other other loans, not to exceed 45% of your gross income, preferably less than that. And when you go to closing on your home, try to keep at least three months to a year, depending on whether you're self-employed or steadily employed, uh, keep three months to a year worth of living expenses available after you pay your down payment, all your costs to go to closing for emergencies. So no matter... Um, no matter how much you want to buy a particular home, don't do it unless you can stay within your budget. If you buy a home that's closer to work, or maybe you can reduce childcare expenses, maybe you're moving across the street from mom and dad, and they're going to take care of your younger children and uh, not have a whole lot of childcare expenses, that's going to reduce your overall cost to live, and you can maybe add a little bit more a higher amount to the house payment that you can afford to pay if those are the kind of issues. And if a family gives you a gift for the down payment, well, that's not coming out of your rainy day fund. So that helps. And if the a house you're buying allows you to save money on other costs, you can consider that into the budget as well. But when you're concerned about where the future market may go and you want to make sure you have a way out, so if you need to sell or move away from the geographic area later on, Create multiple profitable exit strategies. And later in the show, I plan to share with you a story of one of my clients who set up for herself three different profitable exit strategies just to give herself some peace of mind. But if you're buying rental property, have a savvy realtor or trusted investor friend on your team. You need to scope out areas with strong rental demand where rents have a long history of increasing year over year, not just recently. Look at the trend on rising home values in that neighborhood. Determine if you're going to buy and hold that property long term or if you're going to sell it pretty quickly. Check with your personal financial advisor on all this stuff, of course. But here is one of my formulas for calculating value. If you want to pay a reasonable price for an income-producing rental property, it's value equals net operating income divided by your desired capital capitalization rate of return, for instance, 6 or 7%, something like that. <clears throat> Without going into a lot of detail, go to our blog post for this show, Champion Homebuyer Strategies, on Monday. You'll get all of that. I put a lot of detail in there. But right now, Tom, let's go back over to you. Tell us what's happening with our home values in the Mid-South. What are your predictions for these real estate values over the next year? Well, Joe, that's a, that's a loaded question. We got lots of things to talk about here. Uh, values are going up. Uh, one of the things that I've pulled is uh, some information in Germantown. And a year ago, the median price was $400,000. Now it's $449,000. That's more than a 10% increase in, fa- in prices 
in a year. Wow. So uh, uh, that's that's amazing. A year ago, there was a, a like 300 homes on the market. Now there's 97. <laughs> so the 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 supply is gone, uh, basically. And uh, it's it's incredible. And one of the things that we have to do in our appraisals is I had an underwriter say, if you mark the little box that says there's a shortage of homes, you've got to have two listings. I said, there aren't any. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to do? And and finally, by the time I argued with them and they said, really, we need two listings, another one popped up. And I, I actually said on the appraisal, this house was listed after the effective date of the appraisal. And I put it in there to satisfy your requirements Wow! because there's a lot of times there are no listings. So uh, that's that's what's going on. What about Whitehaven? You, we were talking about that right before the show. You've got any quotes on that? That was astounding. Yeah, Whitehaven a year ago the median price was a uh, one oh two five, and there was a uh, about a hundred homes on the market. Now it's one thirty nine seven fifty, and there are eighteen homes on the market right now. Wow! And wow. and those are figures I I punched up this morning. So the values have really gotten up, and in that price range, in from like ninety thousand to two hundred and fifty, they're not building anything in that price range. And what's happening is that demand for that area is just skyrocketing. Wow. Well, wow. We're going to we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more with Tom King. Pat Goldstein from Cry Like is going to be joining us and giving us uh, our talk shop business tip for real estate pros and for the rest rest of our listeners as well. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm your host, Joe Garner, mortgage loan officer. What do you want to accomplish with your mortgage? Make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do Do it it today. today. So when we come back, we'll see you guys. We're going to talk more about champion home buyer strategies getting your offer accepted without overpaying for the home. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Rob Drawn. And I'm Shelley Rothman of Griffin Clift Everton and Mashmeyer Law Firm in Memphis, Tennessee. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now back to your host, Joe Garner. Sierra Pacific Mortgage Company, Inc., NMLS 1788, licensed in Arkansas, 23921, licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance, 1788, licensed in Tennessee, 109426, 46 Timber Creek Drive, Cordova, Tennessee, 38018, equal housing lender. Names are changed and minute details on stories shared on Real Estate Mortgage Shop to protect privacy. You know, we're back on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. We've got Tom King in the house. He's our expert appraiser. And we've got Pat Goldstein that just joined us from Cry Like. She's a realtor there with Cry Like. That song is, uh, we're, we're, we're up here celebrating still. We're in the afterglow of Memphis uh, men's basketball team winning the NIT championship. And winning it convincingly. You yes. know, that's, the, yes. that's the best part. The... <laughs> yes, absolutely. We love you guys, the Tigers. Way to go, Tigers. But today, so um, kind of in, in the theme of the big win, we're talking about champion home buyer strategies, getting your offer accepted without overpaying for the home. And we're going to take a moment and do something we like to do every now and then. It's called the Talk Shop 
business tip for real estate pros, and Talk Shop offers free education and networking to anyone interested in real estate, business, or health and wellness, and uh, it's a marketing company offering that. Talk Shop is made possible by our financial support of sponsors and advertisers. For more about Talk Shop, go to talkshoppe.com, talkshop.com. For our Talk Shop business tip today, we have... Talk Shop sponsor, Pat Goldstein. She's a realtor with Cry Like in West Tennessee, North Mississippi. Pat, you are known as the gold standard in real estate when it comes to helping sellers sell and buyers buy homes and come out ahead in the process. Pat Goldstein, what is our Talk Shop business tip for real estate pros today? Well, for buyers, if you're trying to find a house and you keep being outbid over and over and over, one of the things you need to do in this market is make sure that the amount of house that you're looking for is less than the amount that you want to get to pay. Uh, find out first from your lender, Joe Garner, how much you can pay. Secondly, decide what you're comfortable paying and then drop that by, I'd say, at least $10,000 because the likelihood is if you want that house that you find that you can't can't live without, you're going to have to go over the asking price. That's just the way it is right now. It's not a buyer's market and and that the seller, uh, there, there aren't enough sellers, as you heard Tom say a few minutes ago, not enough houses on the market. And so it's supply and demand. Uh, the supply is low and the demand is high. <laughs> So be ready to pay more, be ready to be comfortable paying more, which means you're going to have to start looking less than your top dollar. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And I know that you have worked with many clients in helping them find a house in the area where they want to be. It may not be exactly what they want, but it's set up to be eventually what they want, like finishing out later a bonus room or... adding a pantry or later after closing so you can or maybe it's a house that's not been updated uh yet it's still got the um, mauve and the blue the blue carpet and the mauve walls from the 80s and <laughs> that grandmother put in there you know yes i sold and, that one <laughs> yeah you did and maybe no you know upgraded fixtures and things maybe things that can give you just a little bit of an advantage of offering not the top dollar for the neighborhood and that way you're not overpaying for the house and that's kind of where we're going today is how to get your offer accepted and not overpay for the house. I recently had a house on the market where I had 54 showings and more than 20 offers in 26 hours. Um, I probably should have cut it off sooner than that, but there were people who just had to see it. There you go. <laughs> and I didn't want to leave anybody out if, if possible. You're the gold standard. How do we contact you, Pat? 901-606-2000. Well, Pat's going to stay in the studio with us. If you have any questions, you can call us while we're live today, April 3rd, and that's 2021. And uh, we're going to, that's 535-9732, 901-535-9732. We're going to go over to Tom King. He has got a lot of data. He's a walking encyclopedia when it comes to values in the Memphis and the Mid-South area. 
Tom, you were you were alluding to some astounding numbers earlier in the show. If you missed that, go to our blog post at jogarner.com for this show Monday. But talk about, give us an overview, a 30,000-foot uh, view of where we are in the Memphis area for our real estate values three years ago versus today. Well, Joe, three years ago, uh, there's there were it's a slight shortage. Hey, it's not that bad, but, you know, a realtor like uh, Pat would you know, have some houses to show to people. Um, now, literally, there's little or nothing to even show for that's available on the market. And that's a big problem. And what I'm seeing when I do an appraisal for a mortgage loan, I see the winning contract. And one of the things I, I saw was like a house that was listed just slightly over $500,000. And they said that We'll uh we'll pay we'll outbid any bid uh by five thousand dollars up to five fifty mm-hmm. or something like that. I make mm-hmm. I, I'm changing the numbers up so no one will know which house it is. <laughs> uh, things like that, or or another one that was listed for two hundred thousand, and they said we're, we'll pay two hundred and twelve thousand, or this is the thing they're putting in the contract. We'll pay twelve thousand dollars over the appraised value up to. Two hundred and twelve. So the, uh, the they're they're making offers con- without the contingency of the appraisal. They they know that the appraisal most likely is not going to uh, come out because unfortunately appraisers just drive out of the rearview mirror. We look into the past to mm-hmm. see what's happened, and we can't. Uh, uh, we can make time adjustments for for the like rising, six months ago rising value yeah, yeah six months ago to today mm-hmm. but we can't make rise up uh, uh, adjustments beyond that to, to see what's in but, the future but the fact that people are paying more for the listing price it, you're seeing that the values are eventually very shortly coming up to where they they bought right that's right that's right and and mm-hmm. it's it's incredible to see it and you know, I talked to a lady yesterday, and she said, "You know, I was thinking about selling, but I realized that there's nothing on." And she was, she said, "I decided to refinance my house and fix up what I have because, you know, I'm I don't want to take the chance of of selling my house and then not being able to find a house." But because the rates are so low, I would I would really encourage people give me a call and let's talk because the rates being low when you move up or you move sell your house and you move up you're going to be amazed at how much more affordable it is even with the cost being higher on the house you're buying to still come out ahead but you know because values are going up tom um people i know i've been listening to the media and the media has kind of they're not exactly right on this median home price because like you mentioned earlier Median home price is it takes the number of units and their sales price. Right now, more of the higher value units are selling, which skews your median home price. Where affordability is calculated is not median home price. It's on appreciation. And appreciation with the increase in income right now, we are still considered a very affordable market. Can you take a moment? And talked about the difference between 2008, where we had the the real estate downturn, versus where we are today. Oh, Joe, that's a great question. And uh, basically, 12, 15 years ago, here's what here's what we had. We had, as you know, we had stated income loans. 
where you just go to the bank and say, hey, I make this much money, fine, no problem. You know, we had uh, loans that would be uh, 125% loan to value mm-hmm. and this kind of thing. And, you know, I, I tell people 15 years ago, I could I could put a value on a napkin and sign it and date it and hand it to the uh, bank and they'd make a loan on it. And that's been a little facetious, but uh, uh, underwriting standards were not what they are today. This market we have today it's real money real people and real houses and real financing the underwriting requirements we have now are much more strict i'll I'll tell you one quick story i heard last night i was having some dinner with some friends a guy wanted to buy a house that was 1.8 million dollars he put a hundred and fifty thousand dollars down on the house and offered $2 million, and his offer got beat out. (laughs) Yeah, He didn't get the house because there are multiple offers on a $2 million house. Wow. Well, yeah, and that is where we are today. And I, you know, from a personal standpoint, I bought a house yesterday. I bought it what you would consider overpriced, um, overpriced based on today, but because of the trajectory of this neighborhood over the next 12 months and things moving into that industry moving in there, I know my cap rate is still okay. You know, my cap rate is, is still good. I'm going to make money on it. So in my mind, I'm not overpaying for the house because I know my strategy. And that's what we're talking about today are champion home buyer strategies, getting your offer accepted without overpaying for the home. We're looking at where the, the the market is today, where it's going over the next 12 months, multiple exit strategies that will set you up to win, even if you have to sell within the next five years. So, but anyway, I'm Joe Garner. I'm your host, Mortgage Loan Officer. You can connect with me. I hope you do at jogarner.com. You can find me over at Sierra Pacific Mortgage here in the Memphis area. And we've got in the house Tom King, who is our expert appraiser. How do we contact you, Tom? And give me a call at 901-487-6989. And Pat Goldstein. And we'll see you guys back in just a moment. Hello, I'm Don Hudson, professional speaker and author of Selling Value. And you're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. Champion home buyer strategies, getting your offer accepted without overpaying for the home. I'm Joe Garner. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm your host, mortgage loan officer. I would love to be your lender for life. Give me a call at 901-482-0354. After the show, that's my direct line, 901-482-0354. And in the house, we have our expert appraiser. We have Tom King, a Bill King appraisal company. Tom, how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. And Pat Goldstein of Cry Like has joined us in the Real Estate Mortgage Shop studio. And Pat, how do we contact you? 901-606-2000. 
All right. So today, our show, we've got two parts. One part is how to get your home purchase offer accepted in a competitive market. The other part is how not to overpay for the house. We've talked about the fact that, yes, people are offering over the list price for homes, but we're looking at the whole picture. We're looking at the trajectory of uh, homes, and as far as values, where they're going, they're moving up really fast. So, uh, I shared a personal story that yesterday, as an example, I bought a house and I paid what would be considered overvalue for it. But when I did the numbers, because it's rental, my cap rate and net operating expenses and all that, I'm coming out ahead. Plus, the trajectory in that neighborhood is just astounding over the next year. So I will still, in my mind, not have overpaid for the home. So you got to think about all that, having a good realtor with that data that's showing you what homes have sold in the area and uh, what 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 the trend is will really help you make that decision and determine whether you're overpaying. Also, stay within your budget because that's the personal end of not overpaying for a home. But um, how do you avoid paying too much for your house? Let's talk about that predetermined budget. You need to consult with your financial advisors on any of the stuff we're talking about on real estate mortgage shop. But, uh, you know, because your current income, your future income, your tax consequences, they're going to know all that. But stay within your personal comfort level. A lot of the uh, books and podcasts that I listen to, these financial guys are saying, keep your house note 25%, no more than 33% or lower. And that's with taxes, insurance, association fees, all of that. Your car notes, student loans, your minimum required payments on credit cards, personal loans, and your new house note. They're saying do not go over 45%, preferably stay around 38 if you can, on, on your personal budget and uh, create, create some multiple exit strategies. I want to share a story with you on a client that uh, I work with named Catherine. And the reason I'm sharing Catherine's story is because her story is indicative of many stories that we have seen. Pat, you've seen this too, where people go in and say, you know what, especially our millennials, Millennials, their life's ahead of them. They don't know if they're going to be transferred out of the area in three years or two years or five years. Millennials are leading our market right now. Even the Generation Z are coming in now, and a lot of them do not want to feel stuck. Catherine was in her late 20s. She was out of college, just getting started in her career. She wanted the freedom to eat out, have fun after work on the weekends. She wanted to have that peace of mind that she could move when and where she needed to to get further along in her career. She did not want to feel stuck. But some of her friends had bought their homes, and uh, Catherine did not, she didn't want to feel hemmed in or stuck with the mortgage commitment. She felt like she could never get ahead with her rent going up each year, and surely there had to be some way to buy a house and still not feel stuck. The realtor did some research on the neighborhoods that interested Catherine. Catherine could buy a house in a neighborhood that traditionally continued to go up in value year after year. Not just right now, but over a long period of time, Pat. And you know how how you can look at that MAR data, our Memphis Area Association of Realtors data, and see those trends. Right. Right. So a realtor, a good realtor that experience knows the area that has the data in front of them are just invaluable for you when you're making these kind of decisions like Catherine did. But she looked at an uh, area where the values are continuing to go up year after year for the long term. Her payment, because of these low rates, mortgage rates, would be about a third less than what she would be paying in rent for the same type of home. 
the interest rate on the mortgage was fixed for 30 years. That is huge, huge win for buyers right now. Um, it's fixed her principal and interest no matter what goes on. If there's inflation that hits or, or anything like that, her principal and interest is going to stay the same year after year. Uh, no more rent increases. For Catherine, it was all about having some profitable exit strategies just in case she wanted to move. First exit strategy was the values were going up year after year. If she moves in three years and this value trajectory continues to go like this or even goes up a little, more than likely she's going to be able to sell in three or four years if she needs to move and be able to make some money, at least come out ahead. The second one was that Catherine got an FHA loan. She didn't want to pay a lot of money down. She wanted to pay, you know, three and a half percent down, didn't want to pay a lot down. She had good credit, but we we went with a FHA loan because it is an assumable loan. Later on, if the market rates went up to five or six and here she's sitting here on a, something really low in the threes or something like that, then um Somebody may be willing to pay her a lot of money for the opportunity to come and qualify with her mortgage company to assume her loan. Third exit strategy was she was in a great rental market. If all of those things failed, she could rent the house and move and still have enough money to make some money on that house until the market got better. So three exit strategies for her. You know, we've got about five minutes or so. Pat, let's you and I dive in to championing um, some champion homebuyer strategies to use to beat out the competition. Strong pre-approval letter. That is totally essential. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a frog. Uh, if you don't have a strong, really good quality pre-approval letter, you might as well just throw your offer out. Mm-hmm. A seller's going to look at those. Right. And we're going the extra mile at my with my team. If you if you want to get a nice letter from me, genuine letter from me, go ahead and bring me your income, your asset documents. We'll look at credit. I'll write you a nice letter that talks about how we've reviewed all of that and the credit, and we're and, getting an approved And your eligible. letters have made a difference. You know, thank you, Pat. The other thing I would like to say is a lot of times we've noticed that, that the listing agents tell us they're going with local lenders. I mean, the truth of the matter is, these listing agents, people, they, if you're local, they know where to find you, and they know where your mama lives. Yeah, you're not <laughs> you're just, accountable. <laughs> you're not just calling an 800 number and hoping somebody will answer. There you go. You I can mean, show up on their doorstep if you have to. There you go. A lot of pressure there. Close on time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Large amount of earnest money to show sincerity from that aspiring buyer. The reason that makes a difference is, number one, they know you're willing to put up a stake on that house mm-hmm. that if you decide just to walk away, you're willing to walk away from that much money. You know, a smaller amount of earnest money, somebody might be willing to walk away from easily. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure that you're committed. Flexible possession dates, giving the seller options that work for the seller's plans. One of the things that I always do is call the listing agent and find out what will make the seller happy. Because if you can make the seller happy, it may be that the amount of money they get is less important than being able to stay in the house for another few days after the closing. Remove as many contingencies as possible from the offer. Examples are if you have a home you've got to sell, 
if you can go ahead and get approved without having to pay off that old mortgage, without having to sell that home, we've got bridge loan options for you to come up with a down payment. Uh, it, that temporary loans you can use to put down on the new home without having to sell the old home. If you can qualify for that, then you don't have to say, well, this offer is contingent upon me selling my house. And most of those types of offers right now are not even being looked at, unfortunately. Most people do have to sell a house before they can buy something else. But if you can qualify for a bridge loan or if you can buy without selling first, that'll at least give you a shot. Thank you, Pat. Yes, we can, we've got solutions for that. Here's another one. Offering to pay a certain dollar amount um, over whatever the highest competing offer is up to a certain dollar amount. Yeah, that's called an escalation clause. It's being used quite often now. Uh, in the past, I never saw those, but it's it's the way things are going. It gives you an edge because if someone else can only go up to, let's say, 310 and you're willing to pay 310 plus 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, then you've got an edge. Going back to our topic, the champion uh, strategies for buyers to win their offer but not overpay, when you do this escalation clause, it's going to be very important that you get with your realtor. Let's dive into some of this uh, data on what's going on with this neighborhood. Where I mean, what where is this neighborhood projected to be in a year? Yes, it, yes, it is. I know people are thinking, well, how do you know the rate, the mortgage? Uh, I mean, the uh, values are going to continue to go up. Nobody has a crystal ball, but we can read data. And we can look and see what is the probability that this house will meet that value. As Tom King, our appraiser who's in the house here, talked earlier, I mean, he's looking in the rearview mirror when he gives an appraisal. But, hey, uh, eventually it's going to pull all the values up in the neighborhood as people are doing this on a regular basis. Here's another one. Getting information from social media or by Googling other public information that may give the buyer an idea or the the selling agent an idea if the listing agent is not forthcoming. And I don't mean the creepy stuff, but I mean just public (laughs) stuff, you know, like sometimes people you'll look it up and you'll see, oh, that's that's the seller. You know, that's the person selling this house. And here the posting pictures of a new construction going on. And hey, it's not finished yet. It might. This person might like being able to have being able to stay in the house after you buy it, maybe a month, you know, or something like that, to give them time to finish their house and move in. Or maybe maybe there's something in on Google showing where this CEO or whoever has moved to another state, and now you know quick quick closing is going to be good for them. But these are just some ideas, and you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, Mortgage Loan Officer. Connect with me at jogarner.com. When we come back, we're going to be hearing more from Tom King with Bill King Appraisal Company. Tom, how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. Pat Goldstein. 901-606-2000. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Donna Smith-Bellinger from CoolsEndeavors.com in Chicago, Illinois, and you are listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now, back to your host, Joe Garner. Yeah. 
We're the champions. <laughs> We're talking to champions out there. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. Connect with me at jogarner.com. Call me after the show, 901-482-0354. In the house, we have Tom King of Bill King Appraisal Company. Tom, how do we call you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. And Pat Goldstein of Cry Like Realtors. 901-606-2000. We're going to do something we like to do every week. The Real Estate Tip of the Week. I believe, Pat Goldstein, you have our Real Estate Tip of the Week. I do. If you find a house that you really want to see, don't wait around. Don't say, well, I'll go see it on Saturday because it may be gone on Friday. Mm. Yep. If you, They're moving fast. They are moving fast. And be ready to move. Already have your loan pre-approved, all your paperwork in. Very strong letter from the lender talking about how wonderful you are and that we've already reviewed your stuff. Absolutely. And remember, if you have to go home and sleep on it, somebody else is going to be sleeping, sleeping in, in it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good, Pat. Well, uh, that's a great tip. And Tom King, I believe you have a tip for us also. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of calls about the recent reappraisal in Shelby County, and and one guy in particular said, "I can't believe what's going on in my with my appraisal. It went from sixty thousand to a hundred and two thousand dollars, and I'm so upset. I don't know what to do." And I said, "Well, let's look at some sales." And after about five minutes of showing him sales within a tenth of a mile away, uh, I, he said, "We finally came to the conclusion." I said, "So he finally said." So you're telling me that I should be happy at 102 and be glad it's not more than that. Is that what you're telling me? And I said, yes, sir, that's what I'm telling you. And it's happening probably out of the 25 or so calls I've gotten, uh, maybe one uh, had a chance. So uh, usually I say at the end of the thing, I said, congratulations, your house is now worth such and such and and on mine i was i was very pleased with the uh with the appraisal so uh these values are going up and people that don't do what i do every day of the week (laughs) it's shocking to them wow well tom that is that's good i I know i talked to somebody you had sent me to that does reappraisals and yeah they had said one out of 50 on theirs and they said when you have um a house that they're showing more heated space since actually there you may have a chance to get a lower appraisal. If your house has not been updated in decades and everybody else's has, you might have a chance. And also if you're in a rural area or some area that's not cookie cutter and you have a smaller house than maybe what they're comparing uh, the on the values, you may have a chance. That's right. That's right. But most of them I've seen have, have actually been right on the money. So Kudos to the tax assessor. <laughs> well, make no mistake, these mortgage rates are low. They serve as a valuable motivator for home buyers to get in and use some champion strategies to buy the home. But as mortgage rates continue to creep up, it will reduce your buying power on the home you want. An example, if you were maxed out on a loan at, say, 200000 and let's say that the rate was somewhere around like 2625 2.75 in that range 30 year fixed rate in January of this year 2021 but rates have moved maybe rates have moved up on the loan product you want by a half a point 
your maxed out principal and interest payment is now buying you only a $186,000 loan instead of a $200,000 loan. That's a $14,000 less buying power you may, may have that you now have because you waited and mortgage rates even though they're still really good and they're lower than they were last year at this time um you're, it's 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 projected to move up so don't wait too late or you can look at it like this a half a point rise on mortgage rates over the last few months is now costing you $54 more a month that's $648 a year on a $200,000 house and so if you want to win you have to play Make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do, do it, it today. today. Connect right. with me, jogarner.com. I have some um, announcements. Talk Shop offers free networking and education to anyone interested in real estate, business, or health and wellness. Talk Shop meets every Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. You can uh, find out how to join us on Zoom by going to Talk Shop. That's talk, com. Click on the Events tab, and you will see our virtual Zoom web address. The, this Wednesday, April 7th, 2021, Kim Garman Hummel of Sauce Marketing will be presenting Websites Are Out, Lead Generating Machines Are In. So join us at Talk Shop. It's free, thanks to our sponsors and our, our supporters. Talk Shop events are free, thanks to people like our business coach, Tim Fleshner of the John Maxwell team. For getting your business to the next level this year, contact Tim Fleshner at 901-213-7830. Talk Shop thanks Nita Black for keeping our bookkeeping in the black. And if you need help with getting your business income uh, out there and get back on track, call Nita Black at info at nitablack.com. Happy Easter to everyone. Remember uh, all we have been given, and let's be grateful for the blessings that we enjoy. I want to congratulate our Memphis, Memphis, our Memphis men's Tiger basketball team again for winning the NIT championship. Way to go, Tigers. That's right, Joe. And, you know, I heard uh, Penny Hardaway say one thing about that was interesting. He said, the NBA stands for no babies allowed. <laughs> so, uh, I, thought, I thought that was a, a great quote. So uh, uh, he's, he's teaching those, those young men to be wonderful people and wonderful basketball players all at the same time. Man. So, uh, you know, we've got the we've got the best coach that uh, Memphis could ever imagine. If he wrote up what we'd want in a coach, I think you'd say, and Penny Hardaway come, oh, I, I forgot about those things that he had, you know. <laughs> so. Well, as some of you know, we're broadcasting Real Estate Mortgage Shop out of Memphis, Tennessee. So we're just so proud of our Tiger team and uh, great way to go, Tigers. Subscribe to uh, get Real Estate Mortgage Shop in your email box free. You can get our podcast with show notes by going to jogarner.com. Real Estate Mortgage Shop reminds you to make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do it today. And we've got a quote corner, and this one, as it, as it, uh, as it turns out, is from Penny Hardaway. Though. It's our Memphis Tigers basketball coach, Penny Hardaway, said in an interview after Memphis won the NIT championship, here's what he said. I watch other teams and I ask myself, what makes them win? Luck? Scheme? I'm constantly thinking of how to be better. And that's what we're talking about on Real Estate Mortgage Shop today. How to make better on our home offers, even what sellers decide to take. Champion home buyer strategies. Getting your offer accepted without overpaying 
for the home. Anything else you guys want to add before we head out? Well, just it's a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend, and uh, everybody tried to go to church on Sunday. That's right, Easter Sunday. And and Pat, anything you want to add? Get outside, get some fresh air, look at some houses. Sell some houses. <laughs> there you go. And some of you that have been waiting. Give her some houses to sell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Man, the news is telling us the masks are coming off. People are coming out. And if that's what you're waiting on, list your house. It's it's a great time to buy. It's a great time to sell. I'm Joe Garner, jogarner.com. We've loved hanging out with you. And we'll see you guys back next week. 